Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. This one, episode number 54. Thanks to our uh, friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction for bringing us the Ask Level Podcast once again. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Level uh, on the on the other side of another loss, unfortunately, um, but it is bye week as well. We'll get into both of those things as the Red Raiders fell to the Cougars at BYU. New unique atmosphere for uh, Big Twelve teams and and both of us. Uh, we will uh, get into that. There's a little basketball questions uh, that a few people have as we inch closer to basketball season, which is right around the corner. Um, we'll get into branding as uh, some new news has dropped on that and a question on that as well. But uh, first level, welcome in and uh, I'll let you just kind of take it where you want to from from the uh, trip to, to Provo, which was uh, quite a unique one. Well, I mean, I'd like to take it to Victory Town if if you know that's where I want to. <laughs> That'd take be nice. It. I mean, yeah, that's right. Um, you got your no, magic powers. Go ahead. I know. Yeah. Um, fr- frustrating, uh, you know, night, but it's a frustrating situation when you you have to start uh, a third string quarterback with really no other option behind him other than a skill player against a. Uh, uh, you know, a team with an unbelievable home environment uh, like BYU had. Um, and I just, you know, and at some level, man, I mean, any level of football, it, it just, it's very difficult. One, when you don't have good quarterback play, mm-hmm. but when you have a turnover prone quarterback play or, or turnover prone, you know, in general, it's just, it's difficult. I mean, even if that's a, a 2-0 turnover, you know, scenario against BYU. It's it's it would have been tough, but 5 to nothing, it's like yeah. I mean, and and yet this this just shows you either you know, you kind of kept hanging around or just how bad BYU is and probably a combination of both that it was still somewhat within striking distance uh that that you won the turnover, excuse me, that BYU won the turnover battle 5 to nothing and and we're just still, and including one of those being for a touchdown, and yeah, they could never pull away from you because they're just—I just don't think they're very good. Uh, but you just weren't, you know, you aren't either right now, and I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say. And I think you just couldn't, you weren't good enough. Uh, certainly, you know, their their sixth year experienced senior quarterback never made any mistakes. He never put him his team in a position to make a mistake. And uh, your your you know true freshman. You know, and I don't know, like not being able to execute the handoff there. I think if you hand it to Taj on the fourth and one, he walks into the end zone. Uh, I don't know, you know, necessarily if what happened there, but mishandling back to back snaps uh, on the on the mesh point is just the the most basic of of things on the zone read there, and you, it just cost you. It cost you. Really, fourteen points uh, because I think you score a touchdown on one end and you gift them one on the other on the second one of those and and back to back snaps from on offense, yeah. and that doesn't even count the the interceptions and then you know Miles Price you know trying to make a play and just gets hit from behind that ball gets knocked out so just a maddening very loud night in Provo is what it equaled. Yeah, you got to experience it uh, a little different than those of us in the booth because. You know, oh yeah, there at field level. I mean, and that was 
I gotta be honest, that's the loudest crowd I I think I've heard, um, even from from booth level, uh, on the road in the Big Twelve Conference and in the young time that I've been doing this, it's it, it seemed like that was it was just such a uh, a good football atmosphere. I mean, the the views are one thing; the, it, it's amazing a, a backdrop with that stadium. Um, there's some arguments of teams that like uh, Houston maybe shouldn't have been let into the Big 12, or or what really was Cincinnati ready to be a a Power Five school? BYU seems to fit immediately as a as a Big 12 school and and what they do uh, with the football program at least. Yeah, you know, as far as uh, environments, um, it, it's. You know, it held, it held, I think, 63-5, okay, mm-hmm. in there. It, it was sold out. And and I, you know, th- their 63-5 is a lot louder than than Oklahoma's 85 or whatever. And then yeah. Texas is 100 in a lot of ways. There's a lot of, I don't know, I think that sometimes Oklahoma and Texas have this corporate kind of For feel sure. to it at times where they're not just – super passionate or or like wild and crazy i mean these you know these these folks from byu were were extremely loud and um you know yeah they 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 were and i and i think it it rattled you a bit i i do there there were some things that um were uncharacteristic i mean i just it doesn't help somebody like jake who's trying got a million things rolling through his head and trying to avoid making mistakes and it's just like uh, you know a, a small mistake is amplified in that environment of you know a, a misfire or a little too much air under a ball or mm-hmm. uh I, I I thought you had it kind of handoff type deal <laughs> yeah. and and you can get away with some of that in high school and live to tell about it but not at this level and it's not his fault I think he's got a lot ahead of him, but it's just unfortunate that he's been put in this position, uh, you, you know, because you, this is, these are the, you know, your, your quarterback room just looks very different than last year. Okay. In yeah. that, you, you know, you had three legitimate guys last year and, and I, I think there's a pecking order this year, but Jake was nobody ever would have thought trying to put him in there in, in a, in a meaningful game, but, but he started it and this is, he threw it 37 times and this is what the hand you were dealt. Unfortunately, uh, with Brady Boyd back over there, just ready to back him up if needed and run some zone read and run some option or whatever they had drawn up for Brady Boyd, the receiver from South Lake Carroll. Um, you know, that that's that was it. But the good news is on that front, Baron Morton will be back uh, for TCU. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was there in, in Provo and very engaged and, 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 you know, just, I think feels a, a high level of frustration and responsibility here for the way this thing is going. And that's just kind of the, sometimes the way a quarterback feels. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I'll, I'm glad that, uh, that he'll be back and, and, and Jake can continue to develop and learn and all that uh, while, while not getting thrown in the fire a bit. Yeah. I, I think that, um, well, you know, kind of staying with the offense, I've seen some reaction. Uh, I mean, kind of similar to last week of, you know, crucify the coordinator type of reaction. Uh, you score 14 points, but is that fair? I mean, I, I think there's some fairness to it last week, some. I guess it's uh, – I mean, l- l- let's just – let's just. but while, while we're picking out blame game here, uh-huh. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sure that it's uh it's the offensive coordinator's fault that your punt returner fumbles, that you can't execute a handoff. Guess what? They practice it all the time. I'm sure that's the I mean, you know, the, yeah. the nine penalties, I'm sure that's that's the the fault. The fact that you haven't had a takeaway of any kind on defense, yeah, uh in 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 or a meaningful takeaway in weeks, the fact that your rushing defense just got carved up by the worst rushing defense in the power five this was the worst rushing defense in the power five at 65 yards a game they go for a buck 50 including a 55 yarder on the opening drive so we want to blame people blame everybody yeah sure sure. it it is maddening to me and it's it it it, to be honest with you it's it's just like people have an agenda or you're just lazy and not paying attention if you want to single out one person here. This is I, I don't disagree at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's, if you're if that if that's your your mo or your target this week, then you, you're just not paying attention. Like you, you blame this one. There, there's so many you you outlined just about all of them. But if you're wanting to go offense, you're sitting there with a third string quarterback who is hey played. run the ball run the ball more. They handed it to him 31 times, 31 three times. and a half yards of carry. Exactly. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't you know, know what else you're going to ask to do there. Why, why are we throwing it? Well, guess what? When you're down multiple scores here, and again, none of it's perfect. I'm not trying to say that any that, that Zach or Tim or Joey, they're, they're all that. That's part of what comes with the territory here. But trying to like point, point to one is like solely that, that is just oh, it's, it's asinine to me. No, it's I, lazy. I, it's, it's lazy like is comical. the right word for it. Yeah, it's like comical to me. I don't, I don't understand. No, it, I mean, I brought the question up because I'm thinking it. Am I missing something here? Uh, Is it fair? No, I I just, I don't understand it. Taj Brooks has, what, the fifth or sixth most carries in the country at this point. Um, Well, I think it's more more now. uh, After 31 last night. I mean, 31 for a buck 05. You know, and, and then and then I, I think we've pointed this out. Taj is not the kind of running back that's going to take it and go. He's going to grind it out, which is yep. what BYU made him do. Yeah. You know, and 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 it just and again, he, he would have uh, I think he scored one touchdown. He would have gotten in the end zone on another one on a fourth and one had the handoff been executed. But I don't care who you are, man, You're playing with a third string quarterback. I mean, you know, all bets are off. Uh, but go go go! Show me all the all the other examples of third string quarterbacks going into Ooh. hostile environments and, uh, and and getting it done. And I'm sure people can find some, but that's not the norm. Um, no. You know. Anyway, it's just. Uh, it, it, but this is what happens when you lose. Uh, people start to point fingers and and get frustrated with certain things. I just find it funny that the the, the fingers are pointed certain ways and not others. I don't know. Sure. And I I don't I don't grasp that. Like you're willing to point a finger. Uh. But, well, but why not? It, it's certain things. I mean, part you know. of it is is our conditioning to offense, right? I mean, our we've been conditioned to to offense in Lubbock, Texas, and and right. in the general public too. It's not just Lubbock, Texas, but specifically here in Lubbock, it's been offense, offense, offense for twenty years, yep. and that's all people know. Because again, no one's sitting there breaking down. Why the heck are we running a three-four defense against this? Or no one, <laughs> no, no one does that. No one yeah. questions play calling on the defensive side of the football. That's not how it works. The video game mentality of of offense and Lubbock, Texas, of hey, we had some great offense here for a long time. It, that, that's the deal. So the blame almost never goes to the defensive side of the football, which deserves a lot of it the last two weeks. Now, it it bowed up 
uh, in the second half and was much better in the second half like it has been a lot of the year. But still, the defense helped dig the hole you were in to begin with. But I, I agree, and, and Tim would be the Tim and Joey both would be the sure first ones to tell you it didn't bow up. We've got to be better. We're not making any plays that alter or change the That's game. That's true. Like you, like you did in Waco. That's true. You know, like you can't get home. You, Keaton Slovis, he got hit sometimes, but he never. There was never anything where he he chanced it. You 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 know, you never got the ball on the ground. I feel like when you float a throw, when one of your quarterbacks does. <laughs> you know, or a tipped pass, other people are just snagging them and you're just not in a position to do those things right now. Yeah. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's just, um, and, and I'm not trying to shift the blame. I, I think Zach would be the first one to tell you, we've got to be better. I've got to figure out a way. Right. It's just, but at some point you have to be realistic too, uh, because that's not, that's not a, an ideal situation for Jake strong and your running game. I don't care how many people think that you have a really good running game. In some ways, it has worked, uh, but it's been very average at times too, and this is just not necessarily what you're built to do. Yeah, you know, you've you've allocated a lot of scholarships over the last, you know, four to six years on receivers and 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 tight ends, some of which are hurt or ejected. Um, you know, in in the case as was the case uh, for the Coos with Jaden York, uh, who was basically your your backup tight end. So you, you know, that removes all your 12 personnel uh, type mm-hmm. plays and Baylor cup playing through an injury, you know, and, and again, nobody wants to hear that stuff. I get it. I just, I just think it's convenient to, I don't know, pick one thing over the other. I, I don't, I don't really grasp that. Uh, but you know, it, that, cause they would all tell you it's three and five is unacceptable that they've all got to be better. Uh, but I think, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I've 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 talked I guess long enough on that deal. I just yeah I don't really get get that. Um, uh, yeah yeah you're not going to get any argument from this side. All right. So along those lines, Kelly asks if Kitley is not back next season, who would be on your short list for OC? Is that even a? Yeah, go ahead. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't look the the when you start talking about staff changes, you you don't ever rule out anything whether whether it be somebody going, hey, man, I'm gonna go take this other gig or hey, the head coach is like, hey, man, I think we're gonna make a change. I don't envision any of that, but mm-hmm. I also know that I've been around this business a long time, and it was very rare for your your most of your staff come back intact like it did last year with the only change really being Emmett Jones and then switching to, you know, Emmett Jones going to Oklahoma and then Juice uh, Johnson coming from uh, uh, Baylor was, was really your only thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Zach was offered a lot of money from Mississippi state, uh, turned it down. I think before he got this job, he was offered a lot of money by university of Miami, by Nebraska, right. a variety of others. And, and, but this is where he wanted to be. I don't envision any change and like, you know, the, the thing is, is like you start be, being careful what you wish for because you, you, you know, you've got some good offensive skill that's committed to this staff. You start changing it up and you don't know where that, you know, where that goes. Um, and so, but I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and give you some <laughs> list on, <laughs> on a job that's full right now. Um, because I I wouldn't even begin sure. to know. I mean, heck, a lot of the names that I would have suggested to you a year ago, they're all have head jobs and yeah, you know, and who knows what you know what what will happen with because the coaching industry is just wild. I mean, right? Uh, 
It is. You never know with stuff, but I, I just don't envision that at all. I mean, g- give give uh, give my man a healthy QB, man. You know that that's what I would ask for. That would help. You know, I hope I hope that you know he can go get some portal offensive linemen and some portal tight ends, uh, and and try to get you know beef up the because they they just haven't been as good as you needed them to be up front. But a lot of it is because they've been dinged up, and then you know the quarterbacks uh, have all been. Yeah. up too but again that's my opinion you're allowed to have yours choice you're allowed to have yours and that's what makes this stuff fun and we're all passionate about it and i get it but uh, that's how i would answer that question i guess uh josh asks considering how many quarterback injuries and I- ankle snaps i think that's talking about not snapping of the ankle but snaps uh from the center down around the ankles for the quarterback uh considering those things and the wreck timing and vision. Why no media scrutiny? Seem to blame everyone else. So I think that's asking why the offensive line isn't getting more sh- scrutiny. Is oh, I, I think I, I I think they've been scrutinized plenty. Uh, I think I know internally they've been they've been scrutinized a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the the low snaps have been a problem. I think you know Rusty was playing through. Uh, an injury last night. I think that Joey McGuire indicated that there was almost a change made even mid-series with a, a switch up at center. Um, but you're right. It, it, no matter what offense you're trying to run, the low snaps throw off all the timing of everything, no matter what you're trying to do. Sure. Whether it's a pass play, whether it's a running play, whatever, it, it just it screws it all up when the snap is low and the quarterback has to go down and then back up or – pick it up or fumble around with it. It just, those, those milliseconds to seconds mean everything uh, in, in the timing sense, because sometimes people are not real open, but it just takes a brief window to get, but then that's gone whenever you, you, you're just off a bit with your timing. So yeah, I, I think the offensive line, I, I, and again, Hamby would tell you the same thing, you know, Hamby would, would say, and, and I think they'll have some tough conversations with some people on the roster that are this next wave Mm-hmm. Uh, of of offensive linemen that that may or may not be here uh, in in a in a, right. a couple of months, you know, I mean, because that position's got it. I mean, Joey will be the first one to tell you we will win or lose games up front. And where did you get your ass kicked versus BYU up front on both sides? Okay, where did you get the same thing versus Kansas State up front on both sides? Where did you do the the damage uh, in Waco up front on both sides? You wore them out. Yep. You know, um, and that's kind of how these games are going. But uh, until you get better, more big people that, you know, are are legit, then uh, I, I think it's, you know, and you've got to have some semblance of quarterback play, man. We could talk about running game, play calls, um, special teams, defense, all that till we're blue in the face. But until you get sustainable, you know, a, a level of quarterback play, you know, because look around the league. Why is Oklahoma ultimately, you know, like tops right now? Because they have the best quarterback in the league, statistically and otherwise. I mean, he was like the preseason, you know, all big 12 guy. Hasn't missed a game. Um, you, you know, Oklahoma State all of a sudden started turning around, shockingly enough, with Alan Bowman. But it yeah. was after they figured out, okay, Bowman's our guy. Leave him in there. He hasn't missed any time. Um, you, you look at, you know, the, the West Virginia issues when Garrett Green kind of went out and it, and it was a, a benuous for them. You look, you know, there's some questions about Texas right now. How serious is the injury to Quinn Ewers? 
And all of a sudden, all bets are off with them if that is uh, indeed serious. So you just go on. I mean, Central Florida is like hit the skids because uh, John Reese Plumley, Rice Plumley, was out for a period of time. He comes back. They take Oklahoma to the wire. Um, and so you, you just you've got to get this thing figured out. And you know, but it's just what is it? Three out of the last three years and four of the last five when you started three different guys under center. And it's yeah, just and and you've had like six or seven straight seasons where guys have taken meaningful snaps, three different quarterbacks. So it's yeah, yeah. that's not a normal thing for – Tough to win that way, man. It isn't. Can't, man. can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, we, we've got the bye week. Um, so we've we've got another podcast before our next uh, game coming up. So we'll preview TCU then and kind of shift uh, focus there. But we've got some a few other questions, uh, football and otherwise, that I want to get to before we, we close this thing down. Um, this one, this one is a football question. It says, does Taj have any el- eligibility left? That's from the Zach Man on YouTube. Yes. Do I think he'll use it? No. Okay. So you think R- running backs? Yeah. The it's it's a mileage thing for for those guys, right? I mean, especially as many miles as as Taj is putting on, um, the more he does, the more negative it it looks for uh for NFL teams, right? Yep. So, so yeah. So he does have one year left, right? Is it? Is that correct? And he could take it, but yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, <clears throat> here's one. Uh, can you give us a review on the Cougar Tales? <laughs> for, Hope everybody uh, realizes this question was asked. We didn't bring this up on their own. Yeah, they they were <laughs> phenomenal. Um, that's their that's their big deal in uh, BYU. It was uh, it was a. BYU Dining Services back in like 03, like had this deal to where like we need to come up with something that is a signature concession item that we can call our own. Um, they talked about a variety of different things back uh, 20 years ago. I mean, a, a specific kind of hot dog, I think a, a certain kind of nachos. Right. And, and this was also one of the deals. It's like an 18 inch long you know, long John, it's like a, just a long donut yeah. with this maple icing on it. It's got special packaging and all that. They actually introduced it in 04 mm-hmm. and it's, it's made in house. It's like a BYU dining services like item. Right. And yeah. they released it and it kind of fizzled. It didn't, it didn't catch, uh, it didn't catch on. And they, they made a few tweaks and, and enhanced the packaging of it and figured out a way to, 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 to do it. And then they re-released it in 2006 it has stuck since uh, they sell on average between eight to 9,000 of these things for every home game. Crazy. It is crazy. Um, and it's kind of a thing. It's just like yeah. what they do. They, they were, um, they're proud of it. You can only get them at BYU athletic events. I don't think even at every athletic event, but I think football and basketball, maybe, um, you know, anyway, just, but yeah, they were, they were, they were phenomenal. And I think the broadcast booth was brought, you know, you, you guys were introduced, uh, <laughs> yeah. to these bad boys, but I mean, who doesn't like a donut, right? That's uh, right. But, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Now. And last night they put the, the bacon on for the homecoming, which I, you know, there's moments where you learn something about someone and it makes you judge them completely level chose the, uh, no bacon route. And I, I judged I you pretty hard for that. I I I I do enjoy the bacon. I had some for breakfast uh, on that very morning. I okay, just don't. Okay. I don't typically. I'm not a 
dip my bacon in syrup guy. I'm not a, I don't enjoy the salty sweet thing like in that way, like other people would. Like if I want a donut, that's what I want. I don't want bacon on it. If I want to have bacon, I'll have it off to the side. I don't like the combination of it. And again, I'm, I'm probably different. Plus they had given us these sandwiches after the game, which also (laughs) had bacon on it. Um, that's true. You had not, true. yeah. Okay, so that's also. I was like, yeah, I just don't want that. I want, I want just a plain one. I want to, I want to have it in its purest form. How about that? <laughs> yeah, try it how it's always. Yes. Always yeah. Okay. There you go. Not, not some Fair tricked enough. up version. Plus, I'm not. It's <laughs> not homecoming for me, man. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't a good homecoming for yeah. uh, the Red Raider fans. All right. Um, this question. This one is uh, part two from from Kelly on. Twitter, I can pull it back up. Just basically asking. There is a couple of different questions. We'll combine them both, but uh, asking about Texas Tech basketball and the outlook for the season. Well, we're we're you know picked by the media to finish eighth. I think that's actually a fair, you know, a, a fair prognostication. I think what I think people you know again around the sport have a very high opinion of Grant. I think people also realize you you lost some talent off of last year's roster roster, and then what did you replace it with? And again, I'm not talking about even some of your transfers. I mean, like well, you know Kevin O'Banner graduating, and yeah, so yeah. you you don't have anything closely resembling an all conference player. It's very similar actually to the to the football conversation we had prior to the season. Yeah, uh, in that you know who, who's your who's your guy. Uh, you know, what, what's, uh, what, what do you do at the end of a shot clock? What do you do when somebody goes on an eight Oh, 10 Oh run to get it stopped? Uh, you know, who, who, who bails you out? Who hits a big shot on the road? All these things, but you, you will be, I, I think your identity needs to be, I think Grant trying to tell everybody that'll listen, we are very athletic. We will play much faster than what people saw us play at North Texas, the roster and the league and, and, and all that dictated that. Uh, and and they won plenty of road games and neutral site games and all those things. I think in this league, you know, they'll they'll look to run a bit more. Uh, I think Dave Smart uh, gets a lot of the the credit or the. I think with 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 that, there's doing a lot of fast paced, you know, because Dave Smart is actually operated on the. He's the one of the main assistant coaches, the the, mm-hmm. the, the guy that came from Canada, very experienced. I mean, he's always operated on a 24 second shot clock uh, up in Canada. Right. And so I think that he's used to, you know, some some simple but quick sets that get you into things and keep the keep the game flowing and moving and all those things. And so I think that that'll be something that people may be, I don't know, pleasantly surprised by. But, you know, yeah, on paper, th- this is I guess my realistic expectation here would would be, you know, I, I think it's realistic to to make it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think yeah. anything past that, you're setting yourself up for. Like, I, I just don't think anybody realizes how good this league is. Uh, but you're not guaranteed an NCAA tournament bid. This isn't like an NCAA tournament bid or or bus type scenario. I mean, you're going to have to work uh, hard, and you're going to have to have some things break right for you and some development. And some guys maybe be a bit better than you would think uh, to, to make it to that point. But that's the goal, clearly. You know who does realize that uh, how difficult this league, league is is uh, Kelvin Sampson. Did you see his uh, comments on – on the Big 12 and the tough dog park that it is. And he says, I'm looking around the lo- room. They had a coaches meeting. I'm looking around the room and 
you know normally you have your you have a little schnauzer over here a chihuahua and and it's full of german shepherds you know, like every single coach in this league I mean, is a german shepherd or or oh, there's a Rottweiler over there. I thought that was I mean, however you feel about Kellen Sampson. I think that's a good was, way to describe this league. I agree. I, I was talking to uh, somebody in, in, in choice. I think you kind of heard this conversation, but I was talking to somebody in Provo about <laughs> their basketball program, uh, yeah. somebody with direct knowledge of it. And I, I think they, they kind of are like, oh, you know, this this may be because I think they're, they're sure. in BYU terms, they're fairly young. And I think that – after they had gone to Big Twelve Media Day settings, I think they came away from it going, "Wow, there's some dudes with legit size and yeah. and and all that." And like I see it on a nightly basis, this is a grown man's league. <laughs> and what I don't, I, I still don't know what the thinking was at all by signing a whole giant freshman class last year, and then I know you know trying to. And, and again, part of that was Demorion Williams and Kerwin Walton just couldn't sure. uh, help like you thought, and so some of these freshmen got pushed into to duty. But you're not winning in this league with true freshmen, man. I mean, forget about it. I don't care if they are five one and duns. Forget about it. I mean, it's curtains. It, it just is not a recipe for success unless something were to drastically change in this league. But right now, everybody is old they are, are staying old they're they're looking to to maintain uh their their age that there are the measurables are off the charts every time you 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 show up um i think ucf and byu and cincinnati will all have a rude awakening houston e- even will they're built for it a bit better but even then they're not really yeah. a part of this grind their <clears throat> conference season is there's some Gonzaga, uh, you know, type scenarios there mm-hmm. with with them not really being tested in the conference right. season. So they're gonna they're gonna take some licks on the on the old chin quite a bit uh, yep. because it's you know till you show up on a Wednesday night in Ames, Iowa, in front of sixteen thousand people, exactly with a fairly average Iowa State team, and the and the officials get influenced a bit, and Iowa State's desperate for a win, and they so, beat you by what was it? What was it last year by thirty? 30 points was yeah. like 82 to 51 or something pretty rough yeah oh it's a little, it wasn't, little it was different a pretty, than it was than a show. pretty rough yeah. it, it was yeah you could take the pretty and okay turn it Very sideways much rough. And, oh, okay sorry yeah, yeah uh it, it's a little different than showing up to on a tuesday night to to tulane in front of a couple of thousand people for sure so yeah that that's um that's true. I want to get to this last question, but of course, basketball, you can hear every Texas Tech basketball game on Double T 97.3. That season tips off on November 8th uh, against AM Commerce, and actually later this week, they'll have the, uh, anybody's in, in the Dallas area, Denton. in Denton, they'll have the exhibition against Texas A&M there on uh, Saturday of this week. Is that correct? I think it's Saturday. Oh, yeah, I think it's right. Yeah, okay, yep. okay. so Saturday of this week. Uh, and it's open Tech to the public. You can go yep. buy tickets. And, uh, I, I think, and I think it cheap. may be a part of a doubleheader. Okay. But I think it's for some charity. I think there may be another yeah. game being played there. I think uh, – don't yeah, get me well, on here. On, no, it's on, for, it's for charity. So. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I think there's – it's it's North Texas may be involved in a game as well. Uh, but, I, but, yeah, it's for charity, and I think it's probably fun for Coach McCaslin to go back. Sure. Uh, but play, you know, rep, rep the – his his new uh you know gig and all that pay homage to the where he came from and and you know and and all, all those things i think it'd be and then obviously good for charity as well but uh yeah they've already scrimmaged utep uh beat those guys 
Uh, I've seen it reported uh, by 10. I've heard that they won by five their way. They won. I even uh, was told that uh, the Joe Golding, the UTEP head coach, was teed up and said, uh, and said exhibition. <laughs> you can game. do that, huh? I guess so. <laughs> I, I was know like, that was that's a bit wild to me. I mean, I guess um, they use real refs and all that. So that's yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, <laughs> yeah, and speaking of officiating, man, I'll, 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 I'll. One of the last thoughts is yeah, not why Texas Tech lost. So this isn't Texas Tech specific as it relates to football. My wish for Brett Yormark with all the things that are going on is that the the officiating becomes better uh, because right now it's too. It's like, I mean, I swear to you that the WWE uh, wrestling officials are better. <laughs> and they've got an IFB and somebody's telling them, hey, purposely don't look at the bad guy poking the other guy in the eye. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you know, it's 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 scripted. It's it's TV. Some of the uh, the game management and the way that the way that they not just the calls that they miss, but just some of the communication, some of the just total blatant for like not understanding what's supposed to go on here or just head in the sand is embarrassing. And so I don't know what you do about it. Uh, I, I, I would just say the crew in Provo, Utah was as bad as I've seen in a long time. And that Mm -hmm. is saying a mouthful. Um, and it, and it's not that Texas tech didn't commit penalties. There were some that they did commit, but the, just the the way that they are are organized or, mm-hmm. or lack thereof, it, it's just it's tough to watch. And I the Big Twelve deserves better. There's too many people that have a lot on the line here for 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 it to be that poor. And I hope Brett Yormark does something uh, about it. You know, like the, the whole thing. Yeah. I think there was some things that went on in the Houston Texas game uh, at the very end of that one. Um, I mean, Dana Holgerson is basically saying, I don't know what's reviewed and what's what I'm allowed to challenge. Uh, they tell me they've reviewed it. How do I even know? You know, we, we don't know if if yeah. if it was really reviewed and what was seen. It's like, you know, right. but I want to challenge it. And like, what else am I supposed to do? Sure. And I, I've asked this question for I don't know. I just wish there was a better way that the, the coaches were communicated to. Um, there's just a lot of, uh, of things that went on and have gone on in other games around the big 12. It's just bad, man. Like it's, it, it really frustrates me that I care about, and a lot of people care about this stuff so much. And you have guys that are, this isn't like high school stuff, man. I'm, I'm rare to get on a high school official. Those Same guys here. are not making these guys much are making money at money. all. <laughs> th- th- these guys are making good money, man. And it, and it's, it's like it's, yearly salary money. As and in some ways, job. it's stealing uh, how yeah. bad some of it is that you, you're just not better at what you do. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, you know, um, I don't know, man. I just I just hate seeing it. And I think the Big 12 deserves better. So I hope that Brett Yormark, um, you know, uh, th- that somehow they can they can enhance that part of their league. It's just because uh, yeah. you turn in bad calls all the time and they, they tell you. Yeah, we screwed these 10 up. Sorry. Yeah. And you just no. move on about your way. But it's like next week, it's a whole 10 different things or the same rule applied differently by a different crew and all those things. It's just maddening to me. I and again, I'm, I'm in the basketball and football venue, and those those sports are difficult to officiate. Uh, I think I think there's some crews that do a good job. But generally speaking, it's just not very good in this league, and it's unfortunate. 
Real quick, I want to squeeze this in before we close it down. Tyson asked on a, on an email, has there been any new development with Under Armour Adidas tech branding? I've seen a lot of people uh, talking like Adidas is a done deal. And for good reason. Uh, you'll, you'll see a, you'll see an announcement uh, imminent. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, you know, and I, I guess I don't really should say done deal until the announcement comes, but well, well Patrick yeah, Mahomes, the, there's, there's a reason, Twitter, there's so. a reason that, it, well, Adidas actually had tweeted something first. Okay. Then Pat Mahomes, you've got Texas tech retweeting all these things. The right. chiefs, so, even, the chiefs yeah. have even snapped Pat coming into the deal with his Texas tech. And then like the tape, with Adidas like shirt on it. This is all very strategic. Um, an announcement incoming shortly. Um, yeah. Long term agreement, uh, and you know we'll see kind of what all comes with uh, with said agreement. But yeah, you're about to be part of the three stripe army. So appreciate you, Under Armour. It was a good 17 years, but uh, it's uh, yeah. that era is over. Be a lot of closet cleanouts in Lubbock for sure <laughs> over the next next few months. So, uh, well, I I have more questions on that stuff, but we'll we'll save them for next time. We've got a bye week coming up. Level, enjoy your bye week. Get a little rest this week, and uh, hopefully Texas Tech can do the same. Get healthy, and and uh, we'll talk some TCU next time around. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Choice. Thank you for everybody out there for for listening and watching and all those things. Cantex Roofing, appreciate you for sponsoring this uh, lovely podcast. That was a good show, 54, man. Keep hope alive, people. Have a good week, man. We Turn go. that frown upside down, and we will keep going. <laughs> appreciate it, Level. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3.